You know how hard it is to record a podcast when you haven't practiced at all lately, when you don't know what you're going to say. I Just a second ago, I was making up this little rap about you don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then let's keep it that way. Don't know what I'm going to say. Let's keep it that way. And somehow that turned into playing with the cat a little bit. I have a cat that will play hide-and-seek. And I think your cat will play hide-and-seek, too, if you do it the right way. It's something that is... This is the second cat I've had that responded well to, like, kind of grabbing his attention, then running and hide, and then you run and hide. And then he will he or she will take interest and like come and try to find you if you don't try to find them. And then what the game is, is if they come in and try to find you and you startle them, you won. But if wherever your hiding place was, if they kind of like, if they come in and they are nonchalant because they know exactly where you are and they just kind of chill when they come in the room, they won because they you, you didn't hide from them at all. I didn't want to start that episode by um yeah, I should start a new episode. This one is kind of lost. But no, I'll keep with it. Because there are so many um so many reasons not to record an episode for me cuz I listened to like when I started doing the joyful podcast, it was what freaking twenty seventeen it was almost six years ago, and I felt like there were a few podcasts, and I liked to find the ones that I liked and and now they're all video podcasts, and they're all like kind of the same dozen people or so interviewing other the other ones of them and with like really high production quality production value video and that's kind of been impressive and it's made me feel like the joyful podcast um needs to evolve as well but I have not evolved it it is not evolved on its own because these things won't do that they won't evolve on their own you got to evolve them I've been doing other things playing hide-and-seek with cats trying to get out of uh, credit holes debt holes and uh, getting different jobs, changing careers, just doing a lot of stuff. It's been, it's been fun, but I have missed, I have missed this. That's why I'm doing this tonight is another episode. And one of the main reasons I haven't been recording 
much is because I keep having this grand design, this grand plan of like a rebranding and reissuing and coming to podcasting in a different light than I have, including video, including like some slick video type of a plan that has me when I'm actually on camera giving you a full visual experience and presence along with the audio presence. But I haven't yet done that. So, but that doesn't mean I don't miss, I don't miss you listening and just thinking that there's somebody out there. You, Brian. I know that Brian's out there. And you. Yes, you. Listening. Doing that thing that you're doing. When you're like, I should check in with this and see what's going on. See if there's anything I relate to. That's the thing, is, damn it, there's a lot to, uh, to go into relating to someone. And maybe that's the thing I've been afraid to set down, probably, somewhere in the back of my skull. There's been, like, no, not, not quite ready yet. Working on stuff not settled about it, not resolved. And that's one of the reasons that like having people to interview on a podcast is really cool because you don't have to be resolved. You can explore the exploration of, in order to stride little by little towards some kind of resolution is just like a resolution because you can at least see you're driving towards it. And if you're not interviewing someone, you're basically left to this this feeble attempt at interviewing yourself, I guess, which is what I'm doing. And so what up, self? What's up with yourself? You. The one talking to yourself on a podcast that nobody's going to listen to. You are in marketing. You work in marketing now. You're not an actor. You you haven't gotten hired in like three or four hundred auditions. And that's probably because you, I don't know, never got any better never got any better at auditioning and you have a podcast and you haven't marketed this thing right somehow I feel like I could market other things I I feel like I can find the gaps in getting a message across but with my own self there's no brand there. There's there's no brand, which is interesting. It's confounding and interesting. 
last time I recorded one of these things, I think I touched on this exact same thing. So it's still knocking around, and that's why um, I turned this on to see if we could turn a new leaf. Can we turn a new leaf tonight? Let's do it. Let's turn a new stone. Unturn a stone. Let's unturn every stone or turn and then unturn yeah let's do that Preston why are you looking at me like that I've got the furriest Maine coon cat with a crazy giant tail this thing looks like a raccoon halfway and likes to go outside just two nights ago he uh was we like to bring him in before it gets dark because if you leave him out after dark god knows what he gets up to and sure enough he stayed out a little bit too long uh the kid doesn't like it when he goes outside more than like 10 minutes he he got a little antsy and he got to saying dad this has been too long he actually broke down and started crying this has been too long where's preston where's preston and um, I said, I, easy, I, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm going to go find him. You know, he, he hasn't been gone too long. And then I go out, start calling for him, get a little, I get the little crinkly plastic bag of uh, treats that Preston responds to sometimes. And I go outside and down the little grassy hill. Sure enough, I see him. I kind of see him pouncing down on the sidewalk and I say Preston and I crinkle the bag and he looks up and he runs up and he dashes up the hill towards the patio and then right when he gets to the patio I realize he's got something in his mouth and it's it's a mouse and he he drops this no he didn't drop it he just like still had the mouse but what I when he got right to where my feet were I realized this mouse was like still very much alive Somehow he didn't damage his mouse at all. He just had it in his mouth. So I picked him up and tried to somehow let the mouse out. And the mouse ran off to safety. And, uh, yes, you. I'm looking. The cat, the animal is looking at me right now. And he's looking at the uh, the microphone, too. But he um, he's a good hunter. He's a crazy cat. And he's uh, quite entertaining for this small family of the seven-year-old and myself. Letting him out in the wee hours of the afternoon, but he's got to come in before nightfall. That's the rule. Especially after that display the other night when he stayed out way too long. Like 20 minutes instead of 10. That was way too long. All right, that got sidetracked to the cat a little too much. What is there to share? Hmm. The sharing is the routine. All right, the, the, let's, let's just hit the three things. What's going on with me? what's the routine or practice and what's going on in the world at large. 
What's going on with me? I am and have been for four or five months single and it's it's something that I think I might be for a long time longer it's just there's a lot that goes into that the phase some people are like um, I have a few people I listen to on podcasts and that, which are now like video casts like I said the high production value and Everybody seems to be like a millionaire. Like anybody who has a podcast is like, uh, they've uh, somehow amassed a tremendous amount of wealth somehow. This is not one of those. This is like somebody who hasn't. Um, but I still like the idea of it. I like the idea of the podcast and I get fucking lonely. So I want somebody to talk to and that's you in this case um but a dysfunctional relationship and a an honest like so leaving a dysfunctional relationship is really hard and there's two things happened at a similar time uh one family member and one like former relationship and and a coworker actually it just kind of it's what i was working on in myself and realizing that are you doing are you identifying your own values and and identifying exactly what you want to be and what's important to you and if you're doing that anybody who just is like seems kind of presents themselves as incapable of of having those same values and and values have different levels of depth and significance i'm talking about pretty core things like um like how much how many things in your life you want to be dishonest about like like straight up not tell the truth about or or hide from people like how many people you want to be utterly hiding uh facts and truth about yourself from or you know thou anything that begins with thou shalt not like steal etc like those types of things are are significant and and one of them is like responsibility and creating your own universe and creating your own reality and and redefining what is possible for you rather than accepting what is has befallen you rather than going down 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 uh like different rabbit holes and like kind of self sympathy and and seeking some type of
action based on that self-sympathy and getting sympathy from others. I don't know, there's a few really big values that I was trying to wrestle with and see like, am I really living those values? And if these people in my life, I really feel like are not. And at this moment, at a different, they're at a, just at this moment, it seems foreign to them. So when I would say it, it would be, when I would say something like that or, or try to live that way, it would, it seemed foreign out of place. And in, in one of these relationships, it caused quite a lot of, um, quite a lot of tension that was hard to reconcile. So I had the relationship, I had the family member, and I had a coworker who, you know, is a friend. Kind of that were really fun to, not fun, really deep to communicate with. Obviously really deep, really important to communicate with. And to have like those kind of three significant people that you're texting with, calling, seeing, some of them being intimate with, at least one of them, um, to suddenly, not all, not all in a sudden, but through months of day in and day out, like, is this really jiving? Is this working with my sense of values and my sense of authenticity and my sense of honesty? And is honesty important to me? Or can I, um, can I have a bunch of different identities that I reveal to different people? Um, I don't, I, yeah, I guess I was developing that. A lot of different identities that I, that I am with different people. And that flies counter to one of my main values, which is like, to find, to find the best source of energy for you. It, it's gotta be sincere in in every way that you can and you can't uh, can't stifle that too much and I'm still that's so what's going on with me is level one is something that uh, I'm still kind of dealing with and that is uh, some dysfunctional I would say, types of um, relationships. Intimate, family, and and then social, like co-worker, like somebody you, you know, don't plan on getting intimate with. Um, they're not family, but, you know, um, it's part of your social life. 
and you are there for them and they're there for you. But then you you wonder if there's any dysfunction there. <sighs> so that's what's up. That's what's up with me. The the practice that is going on has been almost a year now with um committing not to the gym but with uh shorter workouts close to home uh, running outside and doing some calisthenics just trying to be more consistent with like a small workout um one very specific thing is a handstand this has been a cool thing because when i first thought like all right I'm going to try to invert myself, hold myself up in my hands. And I cannot do it at all. Not even for, not even for really one second. Um, not like even cheat. It just seems so disorienting to think, all right, I'm going to kind of get in a downward facing dog pose. I put my hands on the ground and then try to swing my feet up over my head Somehow I could do that if I had my elbows down, like a, what do you call it, a headstand type of thing. There's some kind of yoga uh, Sanskrit word for that. But to do it just with my hands, it just seemed absolutely crazy. So that's why I thought, like, all right, let me see. I know I can do this for zero seconds now. Like, not even one. It just seemed too disorienting to do even once. And so I just got against the fence outside in the tennis court and just banged my feet against that wall. Um, and sure enough, I came tumbling down uh, in less than a second a few times. And then after a few days, started getting it, you know, over a second, up to two seconds, then... Um, getting myself up to over, you know, five seconds. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm staying up here for five seconds. And then that ended up being more and more. And so I believe yesterday, yeah, today I gave my shoulders a little break, did not do it. Uh, yesterday, I believe I counted all the way to 60. Now those weren't seconds, that was, that was just like counting. <laughs> I didn't have a stopwatch, so I, I would imagine that was between 25 and 30 seconds or so. But from zero, um, it's really exciting. It's it's a fun thing. So that's one of the practices that I'm doing is just these little consistent habits in the morning. Um, and what's going on with the world at large? There's a lot of things. There's uh, so... The real estate, I want to buy a house sometime. My, the first time I will buy a house will be hopefully very soon. But I might have to bite the bullet and rent this apartment for another year. Because uh, as much as I've tried to get things in place uh, financially to buy a house, and that means credit. It means like a credit score that was uh, in the 400s a few years ago is now you know, significantly higher, but not still not quite 700. And, um, and some debt. So I've gotten a huge, 
uh, in the last couple months, it's one thing I forgot to mention about what's going on with me is um, a huge like kind of career jump that is been in the works for a long time, but finally happened a few weeks ago. So it's a huge career jump, um, a nice little raise, so more money than I've made. But still, the money hole is this thing that I'm like, if you're struggling with that too, I feel you, and um, we'll get out of this damn thing. But uh, it takes a while, it takes a while to, you just gotta accept that, damn it, you did what you did in the past, and now you are, you got some digging to do. And that's why when you see me on Instagram or something um, in a Domino's uniform, you see that Domino's uh, the manager broke me off a shift and let me try to make up some extra money. So even though the career is going great, if, if it wasn't for the debt, I would, I would feel like a millionaire with the job I have right now. But I don't. It's definitely month to month and uh, a lot of crazy arithmetic to keep things going and not go insane. And that's the uh, part of what's going on in society is what's happening now because the, the real estate market is, um, geez, nobody knows really what's going on. It's like it hasn't to have the interest rates rise and have what everybody would have to pay for a property that hasn't really swung things in any direction. Like as far as homes on the market, they're like the homes still come on the market and there's still so much demand that they get snapped up pretty quick and nobody's from what I can tell, um, selling for lower than what they listed it for. I've seen a couple in the past few months that kind of lowered it like 10,000 below the original list, you know. And, and this isn't like after months and months on the market. This is like after two weeks. Uh, after two weeks, they lower it a little bit and then snatched up right away. So it doesn't seem like very very impactful in an obvious way even though you can you can do the, easily do the math and say well not a lot of people not as many people can afford the payment that they could have afforded um now because they're all going to be higher so the how the prices should go down a little bit but it doesn't seem like they're going down it just seems like they're increasing a little less fast. But there's still um, enough uh, demand for that supply from what I can tell. And that's what's going on right now. And there's another thing going on right now. That's not it. It's not just like the real estate market. Remember, there's like a war in uh, Ukraine. I'm not sure if it's Ukraine or like the Ukraine. The Ukraine. In Ukraine. Um... It's been interesting to have a six-year-old, and now, now when it, he when this thing started, he was six, and now he's seven. But to uh, have him asking questions about it, like, "Hey, don't we hate Russia?" and 
and want to protect Ukraine. It's like, yeah, we do. Well, kind of. I, I steer away from that type of language. And now it got to the more mature point, like this past week. Like, you know, these wars are bad. Like a lot of the people that are actually fighting in this war, they're not totally sure what it's about, but they're doing a great job as soldiers fighting and um, doing what their their bosses told them to do. And they really practice that. They practice doing uh, what they're expected to do and what they're told to do. But the reason that wars are actually going on is usually for some reason that's not that great. Um, it's part of life. It's always going to be that way. But... Um, we're not going to always know the reason for one of these wars, but there is always going to be a war. And that's kind of like where we come from with it. You know, it, it'd be great if we could figure out a way where there is no war, but there's always going to be some type of uh, people who disagree with, oh, and it definitely boiled down to money. So Russia said, hey, we we want this area to be part of Russia. It used to be part of Russia. Um, that means some of the money that Ukraine makes goes to Russia. And Ukraine says, no, we want the money that Ukraine makes to not go to Russia, but to actually stay in Ukraine. And so Russia says, no, we, we really prefer that some of that money comes to Russia. So Ukraine says, absolutely uh, not upon further consideration. Um, none. How about zero? You won't get any of our money. And so Russia says, no, we're going to send the army in there and, and just make sure you realize you're part of Russia. And Ukraine says, no, we're going to not do that. We're going to take advantage of this chance to, um, to use your insanity against you, your seeming insanity publicly. Yeah, crazy Russian. And we're going to fight. And we're going to get all our people together. But the other part of that conversation is that most people, it, even, no matter what the war is, if it's a country war or a country battle, as the kid will call it, Dad, when was the last country battle? Um, like World War One and World War Two, Like those are battles between countries. And this one qualifies. Um, it is that most of the people are just trying to get to school and trying to get to work and they would be like I don't give a rat's ass who wins this thing I just want it to be over so I can get to work more easily and not have um, you know my kids school possibly exploded by a rocket that would be great if I have to pay a little more tax or if my tax money goes to somebody who I don't necessarily agree with, that would suck. It would absolutely suck. But you know what really sucks? Shrapnel and concrete exploding off of a wall, um, hitting you in the head when you're like going to get a coffee. That really sucks a little more. And so that's been what the discussion is going on with uh, the Ukraine thing. And so that's it. That's what's going on with me, with the routine that I'm working on, or discipline of any sort. 
and the world at large. And thank you for listening uh, to me and probably to Preston grooming himself um, too close to the microphone. You look great, but it kind of sounds disgusting. Thank you. God bless. Namaste.